Hey, beautiful people, it's Bimi Shavery, and I'm here with your daily dose of energy. And I am going to do something a little bit um, unorthodox, not really unorthodox, but a little bit different because I want to give you guys a bit of a introspective view of the events that are currently happening, but also how the patterns, when people speak about astrology and they speak about things that they know or they sense versus in spirituality, et cetera, so on. Um, a lot of people do not, they're not honest with the reality. Yes. A lot of the intuitive, uh, elements right now, that's the age of Pisces. A lot of it's coming up People are speaking more broadly about things that they feel they quote unquote know spiritually, et cetera, so on. And um, I have always told you guys and I continue to tell you guys that this is definitely spirit is nothing to play with. And also it is not wise to trust every single element of spirituality that you may encounter in your particular life, whether it be listening to certain people, whether it be engaging in certain type of practices, etc., so on. It just depends on what you feel aligned to. Now, when it comes to astrology, though, astrology is not spirituality. Okay. Astrology is not a religion. Astrology is not a belief. Astrology is a form of science. Okay. Astronomy is a form of science and you can incorporate these things into your practice when you are, um, doing your spirituality and you're practicing and you're trying to, you know, figure out what path is for you, et cetera, so on, but they are not one in the same. And a lot of people mix those things up. What people do not understand is astrology is a real, real class, right? It is a life lesson. It is something you are currently and consistently and presently and always thinking, eating, breathing and diving into because once you start the um, world of astrology, once you start to understand how astrology works and how astronomy works and how it is connected to everything, then you start to incorporate it in everything that you incorporate yourself into. And so that's something that I feel is very important because I get a lot of questions about how I got on this path and how it connects. Honestly, the gift is not astrology. My gift is not astrology. My gift is my intuitiveness. It is the ability to connect everything together and communicate it in a way that is effective and efficient with what is occurring. And then my gift is also being able to be connected to God in the most high in a way where the communication there comes in every different form. So how I communicate with you guys based on my dreams, based on what I'm feeling, based on what I know, but also based on spiritual elements that play a huge part in my awakenings and my awareness of self and my practicing in gaining higher consciousness with what I believe God is and who he is to me is how I communicate with you guys. And it's how you guys are able to 
incorporate what I'm stating to you in your life. Okay. It is not anyone can learn astrology, you know, but not everyone has the capacity to really comprehend what astrology is teaching you. And so that is the difference between someone who can just read the basics of a horoscope and someone who can give you the basics of what's happening around the stars, because anybody can regurgitate what someone else is saying. Anyone can look up astrology and regurgitate or reword what is being said, but to be able to interpret the different elements and the energy surrounding the planets and understanding constellations and understanding how close in vicinity they are and how those affect human nature and being able to express those things and share those things and communicate those things in a way that is really, really um, aligned with social impact and social um existence is a gift. And that is something that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of study. And that's why right now there's an influx of quote unquote astrologers. But in order to be a true astrologer, you have to have dedicated yourself to the depths of astrology in a way that surpasses the trend. Meaning you're not going to give people the fluffy of it. You understand the true depths of what this is. And I honestly was, was speaking with people, um, with, with a lady and a guy who are astrologers, you know, they, they are in their sixties. They have written books. They have, you know, studied this thing since the fifties, sixties, you know? And so being a student of people who are really, 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 really teaching something that they have applied to their life for over 30, 40 years is something that a lot of people do not do. They do not get the mentorship that you need. You do not understand the alignments you do not. And so the way that I communicate these things to you and the way I'm able to break things down to the basic terms, as well as give you the depths of each, um, thing that I am sharing with you is because I am a real student of astrology. I do not call myself an astrologer because it is so it it takes more than 10, 20 years to become. I mean, you can become a pre-astrologer. You can be a baby astrologer if that's what you want to call yourself. You just have to have a title. But I literally um, where a lot of people would consider me an astrologist. I'm not. I don't I don't call myself that because I still feel There is so much to know and so much to learn about astrology. And it is, it's so many different forms of astrology. It is not just tropical astrology. When you're looking at YouTube or you're looking at um, Instagram and uh, these spiritualists, quote unquote, on the internet, they are mostly speaking in a tropical Western form of astrology. And for a person who's a real student of astrology, that is very mundane because there's so many different, there's Vedic astrology, there's Chinese astrology. There's just so many different forms of astrology that is never really talked about right now in the populist groups because it's about the trends. And so I want you guys to be able to trust that when you're coming to me and you're coming to me for um, understanding of what's happening throughout the month, it is not based on my personal 
uh, in t- my personal feelings about it. It is really based on what I've studied and it's based on what I continue to study. I don't just assume I know everything about the, the placements. I always, every single day, this is my life. Every single day I am looking at transits. I'm looking at um, different things that come to me, you know, where I feel inclined to speak more about certain placements. I study more about those things so that I'm able to get a clearer interpretation of what those things may be. So I want you guys to be very conscious in that. And I want you to be very aware of that. And I want you to be very guarded with what it is that you allow yourself to consume on a day to day basis. I've had to tell people I will not give you up to every single day information about what is happening in a Zodiac's love life. I'm not going to do that because I understand how astrology works, but I also understand it's not a predictive tool. It can be used to give you a astrology is very, very, very widely about patterns. Okay. And that is why I'm going to give you guys an inter a, an interpretation and of what that means when I give you guys a year review of the transits that are coming up and how they have affected us within the last year and the repeated cycle and the way that the cycle closes out and how it closes out. I'm going to give you examples of that so that you guys will understand that this is not just about me predicting. There's no fairy on one shoulder and another shoulder telling me this is going to happen for sure. Like these are just patterns. It's, it's knowing the placements, understanding the energy behind them, understanding that when they're in certain degrees and they're in certain vicinities that they will trigger certain different emotions, this in certain different actions. And that is just understanding astrology. And so I do not, and I will not lead you guys down a path of total BS Like, I'm not going to do that because it is ridiculous to think that you can predict a person's next move completely based on their zodiac, their sun zodiac sign, meaning, and I'll get into that in a later episode when we go into um, Aquarian and we talk more about Aquarius because we are having a lot of energy in the elements in Aquarius. And so I'm feeling that that's important. And I'll, I'll break it down more, but I have previous episodes where you will be able to break, you will be able to understand how different placements break down and different, um, how astrology works, what sun signs, rising signs, ascendants really are and understanding yourself. It's, it's about understanding self and understanding the world around you. And so I just wanted to start this off by giving you guys a bit of a understanding of astrology and the basics of it and understanding why for a lot of people, they may not believe that astrology is real because they are very limited to the depths of what astrology is. And when you are very limited on what astrology is, then of course you're going to feel like it's a bunch of BS and people trying to play psychic. And a lot of people are, and that's not, I don't even want to get into that, but that is the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. It is really the truth. It does not take burning of incense and crystals and all of these things for people to understand that astrology placements are really in depth and real. It's more than that. It's more than that. So anyway, I'm going to get into that and I'm going to get into the overall um, overview 
I feel for this week coming ahead and understanding how these things may very well so play out because based on patterns of last year, we're almost a year to the date of when a lot of these things have already occurred and we are seeing them happen yet again. Okay. So overall for this week though, I feel very much and very strongly that this new me- this new moon is urging us to close out some chapters. It is um, allowing us to begin the process of moving forward beyond chapters that have been opened from this year, from last year to now, from December 26, 2020, we had a lunar eclipse, no, a solar eclipse in Capricorn, which is a new moon, but it was an eclipse. And then on the 12th of January, we had a lunar eclipse in Cancer, okay? Cancer and Capricorn are polar opposites in the zodiac wheel, meaning they are the mother and the father of the zodiac. So being that they are coming right back in the opposite way and closing out a chapter, it's closing, it's significantly indicating a closing of a chapter in your life when it comes to emotions, when it comes to nurturing your home, when it comes to stability, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to how you're viewing um, your life on a complete view of your world. You're looking at it in its totality, everything that matters to make your home run efficiently. You started with this beginning of the new moon, which is a was a eclipse and you're ending it now. So everything that has occurred between December 26 to 2020 up until this new moon in in Capricorn is significantly closing out major, major, major places in your life that have been constantly and consistently growing, evolving or dying away. And so there is definitely a, a moment where you're going to start to feel endings and new beginnings if the endings have not already occurred, definitely being initiated. And you're going to be able to move past that because you're going to feel as though you've gained the stamina, you've gained the encouragement, you've gained the understanding and all of the things that you're needing in order to truly tackle that part of your life going ahead. And so this is going to give you a bit of a reboot and a boost in your confidence and a reminder of the importance of showing up as yourself, showing up as the real you. What is it that you really want in this connection? What is it that you really want when it comes to stability? What is it that you really believe when it comes to how your life is going and what is happening around you? And what is it that you really are attaching yourself to? And you're beginning to see how the things that you've attached yourself to just are not ever going to work for you. And you're closing those chapters for good. You're accepting the inevitables. You're not holding on to it, to hold on to some debris, hoping that it uh, creates some newness and change. You are accepting things at face value and you are choosing the path of forwardness. And that is really, really beautiful. It feels as though the energy is gaining a lot of speed. It's gaining a lot of momentum and it's charging ahead. But then it's going to come to a place where you're going to feel like there's a teetering because we're going close to Mercury in retrograde. This is actually beginning the pre-shadow of Mercury in retrograde this week. And so you're going to begin to feel 
Like things are slowing up, even though things are picking up a pace at the same time, they're slowing up. And that's going to cause a bit of instability because you're going to feel like there is no way for you to really just finalize what it is that you're wanting. But it is. It's just shifting how you look at the things. It's shifting how you've operated. It's shifting how you have allowed yourself to continue to operate. And now it's time to change your direction, not only the direction in where you're going, but the direction in how you see things. So it is widening up your perspective. It is widening up your understanding and giving you the ability to intellectualize what it is you're needing to say going forward. This is also a very powerful time in releasing anything that does not benefit you. And I've been saying that and I feel like I've been saying that and saying that and saying that. But this is really the time. And this is also where you're going to find yourself. If you don't make the decision, someone else is going to make the decisions for you. And that's where you're going to put yourself in a place. And if you listen to the January overview, I speak a lot about if you're not able to make the decision and you're not able to make the change and you're not doing what it is that you're needing to do to close out chapters, these chapters have to be closed regardless in whatever area of your life, whether it be in career, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in your health routine, whether it be in how you approach decisions in your everyday life, etc. So on, they're going to be closed with or without your permission and with or without your ability to contribute to it getting done. So what's going to happen? Chapters are closed out. Chapters are closed out. And if you are not in a space where you were welcoming in that change, you were procrastinating that change, it could hurt. But if it's a chapter that you're hoping would end, it would completely be done or a brand new, new beginning in ending how it was done before. But now it's a new start in that very same thing, but just in a different way. You're going to have a difficult time. But this is definitely the ending of major, major closure cycles that are needing to close or needing to start in a new way of blooming. And this is also a reminder for you to operate out of a space of love. Don't allow your hatred, your your um, insecurities, your arrogance, your disappointments, your disapprovals, your inability to conform to what it is that you know your life is shifting to. Don't don't allow that to stare up this hatred deep inside of you that's preventing you from being who you truly need to be in a space of compassion, a space of consideration, a space of being authentic to your truth, despite what it looks like external to you. There's a lot of challenges that we've all faced. There's a lot of things that we've all dealt with, and there are things that you're going to have to Um, Just accept as the reality, but there's also this space where you're realizing how resilient you are. I've said 2021 is all about resilience. It's all about being able to stand true to what it is you know you are and what it is you want and stop looking for validation externally in spaces that do not even validate itself. This is about you saying, you know what? I'm strong. I've, I've already succeeded at maintaining my stamina and I've survived a hundred percent of the things that have already come my way that have already been a part of my life majorly. And now I'm at a space where I know that I have the endurance to move forward and I'm going to do that. You have to be willing to trust in your ability to do that because your actions have already shown that you can don't allow your ego to regurgitate these memories of pain, anger, frustration, 
and caused you to be at a space of stagnancy when it comes to intellectualizing your emotions and really moving forward from them. This is the opportunity for you to say, I'm not repeating that cycle. I'm not going back on that path. I'm going to choose me. I'm going to move forward, period, point blank. Let's go forward. Because a part of you knows that your heart wants that. A part of you knows that you're being birthed into this new direction to do that. But in previous moments when you were at a space where you were able to wait and be passive and just do it your own way and ignore what you already know to be true. This is not the time where you're able to do that. We're shifting into a new space and you're going to find that it's going to backfire on you to go against what you know is right for you in the, in the, the near future, not even the long run, the near future. This is connecting to your intuition, trusting your intuition, knowing that the higher consciousness and the higher ability, the the higher the ability to see yourself beyond where you choose to be is where you're going to find the power to continue to move forward. You cannot allow yourself to be stuck because it's what you're used to. And you cannot any longer continue to say, oh, this is just how I am, because that's not going to suffice in the new place you're going to. There does feel like a big, big push for new opportunities. Whether this is a new opportunity you're wanting, whether this is a new opportunity you feel is coming to you, regardless, it feels as though there are definitely um, new beginnings and new happenings and new desires to move forward passionately. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I will tell you that. But when you are new to your awakening or ascension journey, it is very, very important that you understand that this new phase that is about to take root is still going to require you to be in the mind of a student. You're going to have to balance out knowing and still learning. You can know something and you can know this is a path and you can know the ins and outs of it and you can understand the dynamics of it. But if you do not allow yourself to remain a student, you could get caught in this cycle of feeling like you know more than you really understand and comprehend. And it will cause you to be right back where you're trying to fight to get out of. And. This, a lot of people try to this path of, okay, I know I got enough information. Let me just go for it because they've been so hurt and betrayed and disappointed in the past before they feel those things. Again, they choose to just move forward. And when you're moving forward, this can be a very difficult space because you're trying to move forward in an, in a space of ignorance. Almost. It's like, I don't need to know any more than I know because I know enough and I'm going to keep it going. But then there's some little details that you're missing and that could really, really cause you to revert back to where you're coming from. So don't allow your darkest spaces to go undervalued because the space that you learn the most is when it's the darkest. You don't learn a lot from a lot of sunshine and happy and joy and everything is peaches and cream. You learn a lot from when everything is not. But don't allow the fear, don't allow the anxiety, 
to get the best of you. Don't allow these things to cause you to feel like you'll never get ahead. You'll never be able to get beyond where you are. It's not about that. It's about choosing to understand the duality in everything. You cannot have it all right now because everything is not even clear. Everything is not in solid ground. The foundation is still shifting. You cannot just plant your seeds in this space because it's comfortable right now, because it's not going to be right there this time next week. The shifting is still happening. The molding is still occurring. The um, adapting and the inserting and the insertions of newness is still happening. So you cannot just plant yourself somewhere because you like that spot. The uprooting is still taking place. There's definitely a change of events coming. There's a change of faith. There's new motion happening. There's newness that is occurring. And even though there's sin, there tends to be a lot of same happening around you. You have to be able to see that in the midst of the same patterns, there's still different approaches that are being taken. And those are the things you should pay attention to. When it comes to how we are trying to move forward, how we're trying to grow, how we're trying to expand in our life, how we're trying to adjust in the midst of discomfort, how we're trying to adjust in the midst of things not being too clear, how we're trying to allow this transformation to occur on a natural level without us being forced to become something we're not just so that we can keep up. No, it's about allowing your life to unfold how it's supposed to paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing in that in the meantime of that and choosing to show up as yourself authentic authentically, no matter how uncomfortable that is. That is how your soul is being replenished. That is how you're growing. That is how you're evolving. That is how you are able to grow intellectually. And that is how you are able to choose yourself so that you can be better for yourself and everything that is attached to you. That is the Aquarian energy. That is the Aquarian way. That is how things have to progress because that is the way we are evolving. It is about balance. It is about growth. It is about allowing the truth to be revealed in any situations that are occurring in your life. Trusting that that truth is what that truth is. Stop trying to make it something that it is not and accepting things for face value so that you can move forward. Don't waste your time trying to decipher what the in-betweens are. The veils are gone. There's no veils right now. The veils have been already lifted and you see it for what it is. Don't try to allow yourself to be under this illusion, this this pure false bliss of ignorance. It is what it is. Let's take those that truth and move forward accordingly. Okay. Now that's the energy that I'm feeling for us going into this week. Now, I want to give you guys a little bit of um, some understanding of what has already been happening, how things have been occurring and how things have been unfolding in our lives. We are in the beginning stages of transferring, energetically changing from what is considered the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And Aquarius is the most social sign. It deals with things that concern everybody. It is about humanity. It is about innovation. It is about technology. It is about allowing what is good for one be what's good for all. It's about localizing. It is about making sure everyone benefits from the good, not just top tier people, right? And after, you know, 2020 initiated us leaving the old way of the world behind, which is why we saw a lot of the dismantling take place. We're going to continue to see a lot of dismantling take place because when you have over 2000 years of 
debris and disgust and mold and roots that have been rotted at the core. You have to get down, 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 down deep in the dungeon to get those things uprooted. And that does not happen in 365 days. That does not happen in 30 days. That does not happen in 10 years. That it took long, a long time for those roots to become so uh, knotted up and embedded that it's going to take twice as long to get those roots unbedded and unmolded and unmatted up. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. There's a lot of clearing out that has to take place. And so what we're feeling on a most basic level in the shift of this new normal is that it's massively uncomfortable. And there's a lot of stink and a lot of dirt and a lot of disgust that is lying up under the grounding. Okay. You have a pretty, pretty, pretty good idea, if you don't, of how this is affecting our lives. How is this affecting our lives? Well, we already know that we're going, we've experienced a lot of shocks, right? A lot of things that we knew existed, but no one else wanted to act like did. A lot of things that people pretended never existed. A lot of ways that people acted in blindness. We are finally able to see, and this is where the have nots become the haves and the haves become the have nots. And that is a shift that we're feeling, not just in a currency way, but yeah, in a currency way, but also in a way of social power and the ability to really navigate through the truth of the times. People are not only are the older dying off, but the old thoughts, the old uh, mentalities, the old ways of doing things, the old existence is having to die away. And if it's not dying away naturally, it is being killed and shot down. And I'm not speaking in a physical figurative, figurative way, although that could happen. I'm speaking about lit in a, I'm talking about in a figurative way, not in a literal way, even though that could happen. I'm speaking about in a way that energetically these ways of the ways that we're going into are it's massively shifting. And so we can't have the same old stink at the top or the old stink in the middle. Those things have to come down so newness can go in. And that is why we're going to begin and we're going to continue to see as we've continued to see Aquarian energy come in. We are from June of last year, um, the summer when we had Jupiter in Aquarius and Saturn briefly in Aquarius, we began to feel the dismantlement on a total different level because we began to see emphasis on groups, tribes, loyalty, social division, shift in political alleged um, alliances. Like people are shifting. We've never in the history of our lives, in our lives, maybe in our, our parents, but never has it been where people who were stone cold political advocates, people who solely lived, breathed and ate by a sitter, a, a, a particular political allegiance decide to discard that allegiance despite all of the things that have already occurred, all of the reasons to not belong to something. This is now the point where people are saying it's enough. Finally, after so many lives have died, after so many transgressions have taken place, after so much toxic destructive behavior, finally, and I'm not speaking about in just four years, I'm speaking about in the history of politics. 
So we are beginning to see a lot of the um, dismantlement. Let me drink something. Mm. A lot of the dismantlement. We're starting to also see a lot more political extremists and not only just white supremacy. I'm speaking about political extremists on every aisle of the way who are doing the most, but pulling it back more so than for the good. And this is about this. This time frame reminds me a lot of the. you know, I was thinking today while I was brushing my teeth and I'm thinking it has to be a real ego shattering thing. And I know that people feel like, you know, oh, my God, white supremacy, white people get along with get get, you know, can do anything they want. And they you know, no one fears them. No one no one takes them serious. They can do whatever they want. And there's no pen, there's no type of penalty. And I I agree with that. But then my age of Aquarius. OK, My mentality shifted to it has to be a very, very sad thing where people feel so much power by being everything extreme and not being feared. Like as an African-American woman, my presence alone is very Fear, it makes people fearful, right? It, it's the way we speak. It's the way that we hold ourselves. It's the way that we stand in our truth. That in itself is intimidating for a person who has the power to do anything that they want, for a person who can get along, who can get away with anything they want and still be viewed as not guilty in, in knowing they're flat out guilty. The world knows you're guilty. The world knows you're corrupt, but nothing happens to you. The world does not see you as a threat. No matter how extreme you get, no matter how loud you are, you are still not putting fear in anything. It wasn't until the people of power are feeling like these people can really damage everything that we stand for when they're fighting against each other is when they are suddenly deemed a threat. And it has to be ego shattering when you think about it. No matter what you do, even though the law is, you know, the reason the law is so lenient with these people is because they do not view them as a threat, even though they are a threat, but they don't see them as a threat. That means that the power that you really think you have, you really don't have. You are still viewed as a weak link despite everything you've done. That is a very ego shattering thing. Like, how can how can you be? I see you as super threatful. I see you as a person who is an extremist. I see a person who can walk into a school with a gun and be ignored as they're walking into the school with the gun. Still viewed as you're still viewed as friendly with a assault rifle on your side. You're still viewed as no problem at all. Go on in, Billy. You can have you can do whatever you want because that's a nice good old boy. Billy has a AK-47 on the side of him with a trench coat on. He looks deranged in the face. Like you can look at a person's picture and know that they're not, that something's wrong with that person. That person ain't right. But the intellect, the intelligence that is lacking is the 
concept that this person with all this ammunition is still not powerful. The only thing that makes this person powerful is when you feel like they are not a threat because then they're able to do whatever they need to do. And then you realize that they were pretty dangerous. So to have the type of power that you can stand into, you can stand in a room and still be viewed as a threat just because of your color of your skin. That is some potent power. That is some weak. That shows that people are really, really mentally weak. That and that is where you're starting to see. Okay. All right. There's a clear split. You're not as you're not as powerful as you think. The reason you've been so powerful is because the people that are in power that are supposed to put a hinge on you have the inability to do so because they don't view you as a threat. But the truth of the matter is, is now those ties are turning. Suddenly, the people you viewed as a threat all this time. You realize it never were. And that's a lot of blood on the hands of America. That's a lot of blood on the hands and the soul and the and the roots of America. And that will not be resolved in a year. That will not be resolved in months because there are centuries and there are thousands and thousands of years of this type of treatment in this land, on this land, on land that you stole. So. You're going to have to pay for that. You're going to have to continue to pay for that. So even though we are seeing this play out now, we have to understand that these are just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So for all of the people that were talking about astrology, oh, I feel optimism and I feel all of this for 2021. It's like for a second there, I'm thinking, am I reading these things wrong? Am I reading like I know that I have spoken these things out and I know that I have been validated in many, many ways about the accuracy of my interpretations. However, why is everybody looking at 2021 as a year of sunshine and rainbows? I don't understand. And it's because of that false identification, that false understanding, the lack of substance in your understanding of the placements and also patterns. And we're going to get to the patterns, but also, so we're seeing the new ways of doing politics. We're going to see brand new type of politicians because we're in that Aquarian energy. How are these people benefiting all? If they're only benefiting a few, we got to get them the hell up out of there. And we are, we are, things are changing. Total new political groups. Libertarians are going to be opposed by people in all different types of life. Politics, employment, health, welfare, environmental, climate change, everything. Humanitarian principles are going to be coming up. People are going to be questioning what are these philanthropies really doing? How are these people really, how are these charities really benefiting the people? Because if all this money is going to charities, why are the people still suffering? Why, why are these politicians or why are these people who are charity holders, billionaires and millionaires, but the people are still suffering? Where's the money going? Where is the research money going? Where is the change happening? All of those things are coming up. How are you equally distributing these so that it's fair, so that it really goes to the people who need? All these things are coming up. People are going to be focused on individual rights opposed to the collective responsibilities. Listen, 
you're saying this benefits everybody, but I see two, three, four, five people suffering over here. Why do you have a million dollar, billion dollar church? And these people are laying on the corner of your church and you won't even open the door and let them in. Why are they suffering? What's happening? All of these things are coming up. Why is there a health disparity? Why are people not able to get the benefits that they need? Why is cancer still something that's widely misunderstood? And you have the funding, you have the finances, you have the money, you have the uh, ability technology wise to find the very cures that you're saying could potentially exist after billions and trillions and zillions of dollars. And it's still not done. Why? All of these things are coming up. You're going to begin to see different scientific and technological progress. People are going to start initiating changes. The way that this vaccine and the, and the inter interpretation of the fast pace of the vaccine, we're going to begin to see more fast things being created because now there's even more of a push of it. We know it can be done. So now we need to do it. That's the energy. That's the push. That's where people are headed. We're going to find more technology um, based social structures. How can we permanent work from home right now? You're saying it was never possible. All these companies that are operating on this stone age way of doing people are looking for work life balance. People are looking for opportunities to work from the house. People are looking for opportunities to really be in a space where they are appreciated, where they are valued, where they are socially accepted and they are diversely um, shown and represent it. So you are not benefiting. You're not shifting to the times. Your company is not going to survive. I don't care if you are a billion dollar company or you're a small company. If you are not for the diversity in the social norms of the people and you're not accepting of the balance that is needed in the people for the people to make your company work, you will no longer profit off the backs of the hard work of the people who you're not even benefiting or providing satisfactory work environments to. So you're going to go out of business. You're going to start seeing a lot of that, not just businesses going out of business because of COVID, but businesses that are going out of business because of their lack of an unwillingness to adapt to the needs of their company employees and their people. And we're going to see it. We're going to see a lot of it. We're going to see a lot of bucking the science. We're going to see a lot of using technology to take more of control. We're going to see more scientific and technological progress that has unintentional spinoff effects. You're going to start discovering, oh, wow, we do it this way, but then benefits lie the other way. And then you're going to see more regression also where we need to step things back a little bit only to find better ways to do it going forward, not to stop the progress of the changing times. The lot, a lot of people in a lot of companies and a lot of ways of being are shifting. People are changing the way that they, they've skipped the basics to go into this stagnant space. But now you're going to have to go back to biz, to basics to fundamentally grow. Period. So there is going to be a lot of rational and logical decision making versus extremist fanaticism. You're not going to start seeing, you know, a lot of these extremist groups that are detrimental to the society and evolution of society and holding on to these old beliefs. 
you're all going to die off. Those things are going to die off. They're going to be killed and you're not going to be supported. It's not going to be something that is going to be able to continue to be accomplished and used as a way of accomplishment going forward. And that is so beautiful. And that is the optimism that I feel. But getting there is very destructive and chaotic because there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of battling. There's a lot of changing of the times, but there's also this this way of being that is causing a lot of um, social unrest and, and a lot of uncomfortability and a lot of restriction and a lot of fearing going forward um, just so that we can get to where it is that we are wanting to go. Okay, so um, I'll speak a little bit. I'm going to skip the uh, Mercury retrograde talk, even though we're going into Mercury retrograde pre-shadow this week. I'll record another uh, episode for that because this one is already almost 45 minutes long. And I just want to get a little bit part of what I need to speak about the ending of the Capricorn effect being that we are having, um, a new moon in Capricorn on the 13th. It is very important that you guys understand Saturn left Capricorn on December 18th, 2020. Okay. The solstice, it was in Capricorn on the 21st. And when I tell you we're starting to see what that energy brought in, that's what we're starting to see. As I stated to you guys a little bit ago, the December 26th lunar eclipse uh, solar eclipse in Capricorn of 2020. This January 12th uh, new moon in Capricorn is a closing to that entire chapter. Okay. We are saying goodbye to the Capricorn era. Now, just because we're saying goodbye to the Capricorn era does not mean that its remnants will not continue to linger on. It will because Capricorn is all about fundamental foundational changes. So the way that we view money, the changes it initiated will continue. The way that we use money, the way money works, the way currency affects us globally, the way we uh, distribute it, all of those things are changing. So let's think about... January 2020. Okay. January 2020 was like an earthquake. What do I mean by that? Well, let's think about it. Let me go back. Now, another thing about me as a person who studies astrology and a person who keeps up with patterns and the people who really, and the person really studies, I keep notes of everything. I to study a pattern is to really study the pattern of it. Any significant events that happen, anything that occurs in our lives, um, and anything that I've spoken about astrologically, there is a follow-up, there's a middle, there's an ending to it. And so there are patterns and understanding the placements that take place when these things occur helps you to understand and quote unquote, predict what is going to happen going forward. Now let's think about 2020 January for, for a brief minute. Okay. In January of 2020, Donald Trump was impeached. On January the 12th, okay, Iranian General Qasim Soleimani and the Iraqi leader Abu Mahdi al-Mahandis 
were killed by America. Suddenly, while the person in office was golfing, he had initiated an attack to kill one of the most powerful leaders in the Iraqi government. Jeremy Corbyn, um, he stood down as the UK Labour Party leadership election as it began. As the election in the UK began, Jeremy Corbyn, or Corbyn stepped down. Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, and Meghan stepped down as senior members of the royal family and prepared to leave the country. This was in January 2020. And we're not going to even mention the plane crash for Kobe. We're not even going to go with the, we're speaking politics right now. Okay. But all type of shit happened to January 2020. Okay. This was definitely during the placements of the Capricornian energy. Foundational things were shattered. Fundamental things were shattered on a foundational level. The impeachment of Trump for 2020, January 12th. This was the exact lineup of Jupiter at Capricorn, eight degrees and the South noted eight degrees of Capricorn from January 7th to the 11th. Now the preceding week, Jupiter welcomes its pile up of intense, relentless astrological patterns. That gave you a little bit of hope that made people think, oh, it's going to be cool, right? But in the middle of all the intensity on January 12th, the emotion, the tough reality checks, the drama, all the politician and business people, there was a massive shift in the elements and the energy. Suddenly the optimism for a better, better year. Oh, 2020, 2020 is a new beginning. Absolutely. It was a rebirth. Absolutely. It was a restart. Absolutely. The result of these alignments was that Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, prepared to send articles of impeachment to the Senate. January 12th, 2020. Now, here we are. January 12th, 13th of 2020. And there are more discussions of a second impeachment, which has not happened in the history of politics. Not in my lifetime or my grandparents' lifetime. First, for a U.S. president to be impeached, if he's impeached a second time, days away from the inauguration of a new president, that has never happened. Okay? Now, let's talk about the big pharmaceutical companies in January 2020. Now, mind you, I take a lot of notes. So, this was... Oh, my God. Where do I need to start? Um, let me let me skip a little further. So Jupiter and Saturn. Which were very much so given a real big push going forward. December 21st of 2020. This was Kushner and Trump. OK, Kushner is Trump's son in law. A new world order falls into place at a critical and historic moment close to December 21st, which was the winter solstice. Okay. Also the Jupiter and Pluto conjunction in Capricorn Aquarius. And it involved Jared Kushner and Donald Trump. Okay. There's not a big story surrounding this. It's just the fact that Russia and Ukraine 
both have as a country Saturn return at the great conjunction, which is meaning based on the country's birth chart, right? Saudi Arabia is also implicated. The United Nations has its Carmen, the Trumps and Putin close to December 21st, right? It's just understanding that the way that their country is, is signed up. Jupiter conjunction that happens between Jupiter and Saturn was very rare, but Jupiter, because it's the planet of expansion, always wins, right? It is Saturn's son. It's considered a redeemer and savior. So for all that, Saturn is a symbol of hard karma, challenges, lessons, waiting games, tests, trials, and fear. Jupiter is about hope, optimism, solutions, breakthroughs, win-win outcomes, resolution, and new beginnings. So this is why the other years of the great conjunction in Aquarius were milestones in the religious tolerance and feminism. Um, December 21st, 2020, into 2021 and then again 2023 when Pluto enters Aquarius you're going to expect all the nations Russia Ukraine Saudi Arabia Spain Libya Syria Egypt and the Republic of Ireland to completely transform completely transform take note of it the peace and security human rights the rule of law development all of those things are going to change OK, you have global news. This this is indicating a fiscal disruption that is going to make any previous plans, any previous outlines of how things work obsolete. At the very least, it's going to create a need to revise those former things. Chaos around the U.S. post-election season. We already know impending inauguration is going to create continued uncertainty until it is completed. We already know radical decisions are going to have to be radically altered by January, which we are currently in. We are going to expect radicalism and political and social reformation to be on the rise, which is why we just saw one of the most extreme acts of uh, <laughs> domestic terrorism with the with the Capitol building. Right. Other than it blowing up. Right. But it felt very much so like 9-11 for those who lived during that time. It felt like we were watching a potential when people have um, grenades and people have, you know, arsenal on them to blow up something that is exactly what was intended. And these are people who are disguising themselves as people who are very much so um, patriotic. And in a sense, they are very patriotic. This is America. That's how America has always conducted itself. So they are definitely a representation of America. They are sticking to those hardcore values of what America was built on. Right. And that is what is changing. That is what is shifting. That is what has began to change the dynamics of the world. Now, the eclipses of the year that happened on the 14th of 2020, December, um, and all the cover-ups, right, based on um, the Sagittarian season and the moon in Sagittarius, all of that was blocked. All of the seeing the truth of what happened and, and understanding the things that were happening. You can associate that particular thing of never knowing the outcome of what has occurred during that particular element with the assassination of President John F. Kennedy and the death of Diana. Those things are still 
very much so unclear, even though they have all of this potential evidence, it's still not clear. Okay. We have found mink and mutation COVID-19 variants have been found in seven countries, seven. And again, that's dominated by the Neptunian energy in Pisces, which is about illusion and sometimes deception and not seeing things clear. Uranus in Taurus is Uranus is very sudden changes, very quick changes. And here we are. Now, they're going to continue to work as a tag team until 2026. So Uranus is all about unpredictability, uncertainty, and erratic nature, okay? In 2020, we saw the share market action um, press release by untested unknown quantity of vaccines have been rushed into front pages and rushed out to the people. And we know that towards the end of 2020, their idea and their goal and their, their decision to say that things were going to play itself out in a certain way. And we're going to have 20 million people vaccinated was mildly dysfunct because was most was boldly dysfunct actually, because only 2 million Americans had been, by December 31st, 2020 vaccinated. So the illusion, the deception, the rushed ways of getting things done, all because of the placements, all because of the way things have planned out. This is gushing in a new reality. This is gushing in a new way of being. You're going to see a lot of pushback when it comes to globalization, when it comes to how people travel, how people export and how immigration is done. And you're going to see more localization of these things. Gemini is an energy that rules neighborhood. And from 2026, because the North Node is in Gemini, it is about revolution change going forward uranus is also very prevalent so it's all about localization in a way that is massive changes massive growth massive indications of newness going to come into effect because it is about change so yes 2020 was about the restructuring it was about initiating the restructuring it is about dismantlement on a grand scale right digging the most roots we can but 2021 is also about that and it's also implementing things that are going to assist us and contribute to what happens going forward with what we know and what we are underlining and finding out so there's a lot of changes there's a lot of things that we can expect when it comes to political leadership things that are coming out about the politics um from january 15th to march 13th we're looking at um, you know, a lot of political things happening, a lot of unrest, a lot of extreme weather, a lot of global rescheduling, um, looking at a lot of cancellations, a lot of storms, fires, floods, and more things that are going to keep us in a space of home. So this is a very important time to continue to work on how to bring yourself in a place where you're comfortable being home because that is where you're going to be safest. This is definitely a place, whatever plans you thought you had for 2021, you're going to need to make sure that those plans are cohesive and really, really a part of where we are globally and where you are internally. We are definitely, definitely 
having to really understand that 2020, 2021, 2022 are going to be times of we're not going to see that optimism and that that change in scenery as people were thinking until about 2022. So that's the goal. That's the idea. And there's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of leadership changes uh, globally, not just in America, but globally. Okay, there are going to be a lot of changes. There are going to be a lot of uh, uproars. There are going to be a lot of instabilities, especially with Mercury retrograding in Aquarius from the 15th to March 13th. We are going to see more cancellations, more closures, more strikes, more extreme weather events around the world. We're going to see COVID do its thing massively. So trust me, this is not over. We are in the middle. We are in the the maybe second half of the beginning. Okay. So this is where it is important to understand the dynamics at play, not only just the dynamics at play, but where you are internally so that you can maneuver through these waves and these transit and these massive amount of uncomfortabilities with ease as much ease as you potentially can. Okay. So I know that that's a lot. And I know that that has a lot of, uh, where you're like confused on where, what the heck, what is going on? But it's just understanding the basics of where we are astrologically. Things are very much so changing and shifting, and it's going to feel a lot of panic. You may feel a lot of uh, insecurities when it comes to your stability, but that is why it's important to hone it in. Focus on what is internal, focus on what is now. Focus on the things that you have control over. Remember that the major themes of 2021 are Neptune being in Pisces. Okay. Neptune is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful planet. But as even though it inspires creativity, entertainment, uh, profits, it enhances psychic development and awareness and awakenings, etc. And so on. It also does bring a sense of illusion and um, delusion in a way. And so because it is very close in vicinity and connected into Pisces from, and has been from 2012, it will be until 2025. You're going to continue to work with this energy as in connecting to you spirituality wise, finding your balance, finding what you understand on a spiritual level, clearing out your energy, guarding against escapism and addictive tendencies and being about aligning your truth, aligning with your truth, discarding and disconnecting from the false gurus and losing yourself in the deception of what people are saying is your quote unquote highest self. You cannot reach a higher self without getting to the depths of who you are, where you are and what you truly are. And that is nothing like fluffy and rainbow. We're also going to have a lot of the Pluto. Pluto, again, is all about rebirth, death, transformation. And it is in Capricorn, will remain in Capricorn until it moves into Aquarius as well in 2025. So we're going to be a lot under this energy of clearing out the clutter of our lives internally, freeing ourselves from the past, freeing ourselves from the, the deception freeing ourselves from things that have caused us to be at a massive standstill and self-destructive. 
We're not hanging on anymore to outdated beliefs, methods, and behaviors. We are choosing to do what's right for us and who we are and who we've become. So as Pluto is pushing us for groundbreaking change and causing a lot of disruption to the old structures, politically, emotionally, and physically, as well as mentally, okay, this is a natural cycle that's going to remind us that death occurs before new life begins. So while we are preparing for the dying off in the old ways, we would need to be wise and bring in some of the old wisdom forward with us. Don't discard the lessons learned and the wisdom attained from the past. That's not the goal. The goal is to shed the bones and the skeleton of it, but keep the remnants of the lessons and the karmic understanding and wisdom as we are moving forward so that we do not repeat the same cycles in the new territory that we are engaging and uh, occupying. Okay. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uproars, even more so when it comes to reparations for injustices done and bringing a balance to what we know has been true. Um, you're going to start seeing a lot of the injustice, the innocence project and the native American rights fund and organizations that prioritize the restoring of the fairness, the ACLUs and the NAACPs and all of these organizations that are about bringing justice and make sure that you are focusing on being the, on the right side of that justice, because you do not want to be in a space where you're on the wrong side of history, because this is going to be how you are planted and where your life plays out for the next for the rest of your life, actually, for the rest of your life. And it will not just affect you. It's going to affect everything that is attached to you. We also have Uranus um, in Taurus. With Uranus in Taurus, that, that rules food and finance. Uranus moved into Taurus in 2019, and it's going to stay there for seven years. So it's going to give a lot of unexpected energy when it comes to money, when it comes to food, natural resources, um, making you keep a finger on the pulse of how food and the, the distribution of food and practicing how it's being gardened and created. All of those things are going to come into play. New ways of gardening, new technologies that enhance the food industry, um, finding better and cruelty free ways of creating these food um, products and really helping people navigate in their lives of health and fitness. Continue to look for changes to policies in the way that we regulate supplements or new ways to label organics. There are going to be a lot of new things that are coming from this energy of Uranus in Taurus because Taurus is a Venetian energy. It is all about loving what you are indulging in. And it's all about the aesthetics. How is it looking? How does it feel? How does it digest? How does it make us you know, how does it enhance us? How is it uh, stimulating us? How all of those things matter when it comes to Taurus energy and Taurian energy. And so we have Uranus, the planet of, you know, sudden change and lightning bolt um, type of elements. It is going to suddenly change the way that we view those things. And with Taurus alone, even though the revolution is very slow, um, you're going to begin to see sudden changes in that slow movement. So the slow movement, slow food movement, um, 
will begin to enhance and it will begin to move forward, but in very innovative ways, because we do have a lot of Aquarian energy that we are coming into, especially with Jupiter being in Aquarian. And so Jupiter and Saturn are both in Aquarius and will be in Aquarius. They, um, got into Aquarius December 21st, the winter solstice. And this was the meeting of the planetary minds. And it happens every 20 years. So think back to 2000, you know, the year 2000. Um, Think back of the changes from 1960 to 1980, 1980 to 2000, how everything changed, how eras began to form. And for the last 200 years, it has always happened in earth signs. So the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction in Aquarius starting a whole 200 year cycle in air signs is definitely going to make for massive changes that are going to happen. But these changes, while some may be erratic and some may be quick changed, they are not going to be overnight. They're not. The developments are going to take time. So it's impossible for you to create this plan of complete optimism and complete shift of changing in so short of a time. Okay. So it's almost like the old king has retired and he's being forced out almost. And we aren't sure what this new king is going to do with his power, intelligence and laws, but we're going to make sure that whomever this new king is and whatever he brings into the place, this new king is going to have to be about fairness and unity and innovation. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a very important time. This is going to be about changing and this week is going to prepare us for what is to come within the next cycle. We are literally days away from the retrograde in in Aquarius in Mercury. Um, and it's going to last until about March 15th when the, the last shadow of it ends. And so take note of the changes, take note of the things that occur, take note of all of the shifts and the differences that you may encounter during this time and watch the patterns, make note of the patterns, make note of the innovation and make note of how you are seeing routine and when these routine things are occurring. And if you're creating a pattern that you react the same way, you indulge in the same way, then your life is really on this forward wheel of same old, same old. And this is going to require you to change how you view life, how you adapt going forward and what you are allowing yourself to encounter on the way. Okay. So there's so much more that I could say. There's not much more I'm going to say because this is already too long, but I am going to give you guys a lot more of information as we're going into this Aquarian energy. I will give you guys examples, more examples of patterns and ways to connect the things that are happening in a month to month basis when it comes to this energy and it comes to the shifts that we are approaching. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support. You guys are truly remarkable. I am truly happy for you um, consistently being on this journey for everyone who has been referring people to the podcast. Thank you so much for that. I will send out the newsletter this week. So if you're not signed up for the newsletter, please do so. Um, Another thing I want to say is that I will be releasing a lot of the um, things that I was speaking about in December about the giveaways, et cetera, and so on. I will be releasing those things coming forward within the next few weeks. So please be on the lookout for those things. I'll be releasing information 
Um, they the giveaways will most likely begin during our two year anniversary week, which will be April the 7th of 2021. God willing, inshallah, I am here. Okay, so I love you guys. I love you guys so very much. And I am consistently here. I'm grateful to God for allowing me to be used as a vessel continuing to pour into you. And I'm glad that you guys are open to um, receiving all that you are receiving from these daily and weekly episodes. Also, for everyone who is dealing with loss, me, my family as well, um, I want to extend my sense of gratitude and, and, and just peace and a lot of love. And I'm praying very hard for your recovery and I'm praying really hard for your peace during this time, because I know that it's hard and I know that it's difficult dealing with your own personal lives as well as trying to navigate through these tides. And so that's why I try to give you guys practical advice and willing it in onto your internal life so you can apply what you're needing to apply with what is occurring in your life. So continue to choose you, continue to be on a path of healing and uh, development. And I hope that this continues to help you guys in your recovery and healing process. So I love you guys until our next daily dose of energy. I love your freaking souls. Bye.